0: all right how are you guys doing this episode is sponsored by four patriots and mind bloom ukraine still making some headway from what i can at least tell just a little bit down and uh, i'm going to continue to go with the, the name Robotine because i like it and it makes some of you guys who speak ukrainian a little bit
1: to the point where yeah. i get a message of somebody <laughs> properly pronouncing it on ig like sending me a voice memo of how to uh, say it which uh, you gotta you gotta love t- technology today you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah.
0: and you guys know i don't I, it's not that like i don't care I, I mean i don't care but i don't I don't speak Ukrainian, so it, it is what it is. As long as I know how to read a map and kind of have an understanding of what's going on in the world, that's all that really matters. And I will tell you, it looks like the northern chunk of that city is heavily contested, and I feel pretty good on on saying that there's a possibility they could push through it in the next couple days. Easily, Possibly. Easily. So, it,
1: looks like they, it looks like they launched a pretty big offensive overnight. Yeah. They brought in the 82nd. They're they're launching assaults out to the east. I've got, no kidding, I've got a six minute video that I pulled all compiled combat footage out of Robotine.
0: Robotine. <laughs> yeah.
1: So all combat footage out of Robotnia. And it's got so much in there. It's it's insane. We've got uh uh, Bradley fighting vehicles getting hit by a Russian tank. We've got uh, Ukrainian Kazakh. We've got all sorts of stuff going into that video that we're going to touch on. And also included in that, we have also have geolocated um, locations out to the east. Yesterday, in, in yesterday's video, I talked about having one of the Ukrainian uh, uh, up-armored vehicles getting hit by Russian artillery about two miles out to the east. Off, this, off the south tip, but you go two miles due east where it gets hit. Well, now Russian tanks are out there and Russian armored vehicles are out there being destroyed as well. So it appears that the 82nd is also pushing down into the east. I could, I mean, I'm looking and at and it circling. right
0: now. It very much so is happening. It actually looks like yeah. there's a little bit of movement even farther northeast uh, in between Robotine and the next city that's Novo Provaca, something like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're very small villages, which is kind of crazy over there in Ukraine. They have like a village and then like... A rock throw away. There's another small village, and then another rock throw away. It's another small one. They're just, they're just stacked.
1: Yeah, and I've noticed some stuff on the map as well, um, as far as like some of the changes that are going. So I want to jump into the uh, the map real quick before we oh, start. We're,
0: we're going into mapping quick out the gate.
1: Oh yeah, I, I say we jump into the mapping and cover kind of what's going on on the front. Yeah, so all the no, way across I, the board. We'll start north and just work our way south.
0: Okay. Are you going to take control of that right now? I'm looking. I'm looking at a map currently right now, and I and there it looks like there's one pocket. I feel like. I'm not on the ground there clearly, so there could be a massive entrench or it could be a minefield or something. There's you know, there's one little pocket in between the two that is a, almost seems wide open for the taking. And this is the one I'm looking at right here this little wide little oh, no, yeah, little, one little pocket that seems a little bit more right for the taking. But the only problem I see there is there's no well, there is one road, but there's no roads. They'd have to literally go across open fields and terrain, which looks like. Could be a problem.
1: Oh, it's a nightmare because it's yeah. covered by artillery yeah, and uh MLRS, but
0: it's but that's why they're going up this I, That road they time. Have enough, hey, it's got that main route in the talk, Mac. That's what they need.
1: Well, you know, what's funny is I've seen reporting of Russian troops actually fleeing. No, Rabotny. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I've yeah, seen yeah. reports I, of Russian troops yeah, fleeing yeah. Robotny, and I got a yeah. video that kind of substantiates it, but not really. It's probably just a Kazakh of the troops on the ground, but yeah, they are KASVAC getting beat actually.
0: up. Pretty I mean, bad. I watched a Kazakh video yesterday of. Ukrainian Kasevac at a um, CCP, or a yeah, CCP, a KASVAC collection boy. Yeah. And they were just, it was actually, seemed like it was flowing really, really, I've, really well. I've, so I found a couple of videos
1: that. of that, and I threw two of them into the compilation just to yeah. just kind of show everybody. It looks like, to me, it looks like they have the Kasevac points up on the front line, and then they're taking those Kazavaks really and right. they're moving them back yeah. to another CCP, and then from there you're backing them further off the battlefield. Which so is pretty typical.
0: I mean, that's really well done though because the one i saw they were like probably the same one actually it was really it was chaotic but it was orderly chaos it was like ordered like i really kind of knew what they were doing but it, i mean i'm sure they've, they've done this a million times at this point yeah <laughs> you and if, if I mean?
1: you i'm telling you right now if ukraine's throwing the kitchen sink at robotny so is russia
0: i've got they have, have to they I've, can't they can't lose it because like i just said it's the main route if you look at the map oh yeah no 100 only well it's not the only main route but it is one of the main routes coming in from the it is the main route coming in from the north they have one that comes in from the north uh northeast here but that goes like almost direct east after that so
1: yeah there's I'm, i've got a report from a, a russian blogger on uh, God, on telegram it. that came in saying that Robotny is in basically serious danger, like dire, dire needs. And it looks like Russia is also throwing the kitchen sink at it. I've got a video of some Chechens fighting and and reportedly out of Robotny as well. the
0: Chechnians are in down in there and they're really throwing, they got to throw everything at them. There's a little bit of a pocket, by the way, in the very far east. I don't think we've even discussed yet. Very, very, very small one. Mm -hmm. Like very small. And I don't, I mean, it's not going to amount to anything, but very, very tiny. Is anything happening around Bakhmut?
1: Uh, yeah, uh, a little bit, actually. I okay. found something. Well, it's so, yeah, I'm going to touch on that when we get on the map okay. because as far as Bakhmut goes, not a lot of changes have been going on. Klishivka's uh, got a little bit of, but we'll we'll touch on that when we hit the map. so
0: Yeah, I'm looking at this map, the ISW map, actually. I'm looking. I'm actually starting to, like, lean more into this map than I have I like ever ISW's before map. In, in any portion of this war just because it's actually ISW does updated. a very good
1: job, oh, yeah. like, pulling information and trying oh, to, yeah. like, multi-source information. if If it's not, they're going to state it. You know, yeah. as it goes in there.
0: Yeah, go ahead and get after it. I'm sorry. I've been, I've been. No, it's fine, man. Feeling it around. Uh, and by the way, I can confirm just so everybody's aware that bridgehead that that guy was talking about is for sure not a thing. <laughs> just want everybody the one outside of here. saw that we talked about yesterday. Oh, that, dude. That, that,
1: Before we get in the know. map, we should do an update about yesterday uh, that you, you, we showed that video of the, uh, that got posted by the Russian embassy. Oh
0: my God. Did you see what I sent you this morning? which one It is so funny. Dude, you know about the Russian? The Russian uh, hold on. I said sent it to you this morning in a text, did I not? It's hilarious. Probably. No, it's it's hilarious where they got um it's right here I think. It's got to be right here. Oh, it's funny. They which got one? Oh, That's not it. I got to find it. It's it's where the the Russian embassy, they got community noted. You didn't see that? No. Oh my god, I thought I said it to you, dude. It's so funny. They got literally community noted by my <laughs> my Twitter. Because they uh, they posted a, a, a before and after of a Mariupol. and mm-hmm. they're like, oh yeah yeah I saw that yeah <laughs> that's hilarious yeah. I mean, it's not really funny but no it's it's funny that they got like community noted because it actually stayed oh, I'm gonna find it here go yeah. go to your thing I'm gonna find that thing yeah because it's so good
1: well while you're getting on that I'll just say one more thing before we jump into mapping Russia's cracking down on its people they did I guess a couple other senators or whatever just proposed some legislation to actually restrict. And punish russians up to like half a million rubles which is like four or five thousand dollars something like that plus time in jail if they start tagging and geolocating russian troops so any oh, f- any man. photos yeah, of the war not... any anything like that that they put out so russia has finally caught on now a year and a half into their special military operation is finally caught on this is not good for our people to be posting photos that are getting our troops killed yeah no, that, they finally pressure, figured that out and Unfortunately, it's communist Russia. Well, I guess technically not, but it is. It is. It's communist Russia, and they're going to start cracking down on their own people that are posting, posting yeah. all that.
0: So real quick before we hop into that, I want to say, so you know South Korea has now, this is kind of goofy, but they have intelligence that indicates that North Korea is preparing to carry out various military, I always can never say this word, provocations, uh-huh. including launching an ICBM. High amounts of unusual activity have been detected at multiple launch production facilities.
1: Didn't South Korea just do that like a little I bit ago as well? <laughs> I don't
0: know. Like, ooh, I, It's kind of goofy that this is even like news because like, oh God, North Korea is preparing to carry out some random military, like <laughs> <It's> <laughs> shocker, it's, like all they do.
1: That's what they that's do. That's
0: literally all they, that's all they're known for. Do you have that, uh, you need to actually go touch on that drone thing I sent you too. Cause I didn't, oh, I, the didn't Russia di- drone yeah, facility? I didn't, I didn't, see, see right I didn't dive Let too deep into up, that. So, but yeah. I think it's something map, we need to talk I, about. I did
1: dive deep into it. You know what? Let's, let's touch on that before I, I get into the mapping to, because that's pretty important all of this stuff 100% kind of like ties in together. So Russia's planning on building uh, a facility that is capable of producing 6,000 attack drones by the summer of 2025. So they're doing this in conjunction with Iran. And apparently it was a, a billion-dollar deal with Iran. Wow. Yeah, apparently it was like a, a billion-dollar deal with Iran. And it started, like the production of a lot of stuff, started back in November of 2022. Now, an employee that worked inside of this plant an employee that works inside of that drone plant actually turned himself into a whistleblower because he wants to see this uh, this war in Ukraine kind of drawn to an end a hell of a lot closer. So what the guy said is that they are um, planning on basically upfitting the current program that Iran has. So the, the facilities are being built outside of Moscow or, or have been produced wow. outside of Moscow, like knocking these drones out. And they're looking at improving on the size, capability, overall production, quality. Um, of these drones going in. So 6,000 drones by the summer of 2025. He doesn't think that they're going to meet that goal, but it's got to the point where workers inside the plant of the, uh, the drone plant, uh, the Russian government took their passports so that they can't leave the country. So it's a super top secret program. So nobody that works inside the plants allowed to leave the country because Russia took their passports and flagged every single one of them. On top of that, they were given uh, code words to use in official communications from the plant. So, uh, let's see here. Some of the code words, uh, boats are replacement.
0: Dude, I'm, that's crazy. I'm, re- I'm seeing it right yeah,
1: now. Yeah, boats are uh, replacement for the drones. Bumpers in replacement for explosives. And Ireland or Belarus, either of those two country names, is in replacement for Iran so Russia is 100% trying to hide to hide this. And why why the secrecy that they're having inside of it because they want these drones to make a huge impact. They're trying to give them swarm technology so that the drones can like you know, like talk together and like swarm a freaking tank or swarm a position and go hit everything all simultaneously. And they're trying to improve the size of the drones and the weapons capability, like the payload of them, if you will. So they're trying to do all this crap and have it done 6,000 or and and Russia again, by 2025. So Russia is planning on this thing being drawn out till 2025. How no, wild like, is that? This
0: is real. Like I'm looking at the the how they're scaling it. Uh stage 1 100 units per month, 600 total units. And then stage 2 is 170 to 180 units per month. Stage 3 is 226 and they expect this to be between 2024 and 2025. And then by 2025 they should be doing uh between Yeah, in the year 2025, they want to do 1,500 drones that whole year by itself. Wow, it's really ramped up. It is. Like, they're starting right in January is when it really starts. They're starting with their manufacturing. They're going to be
1: manufacturing in January 24?
0: Yeah, that's what it is. I'm looking at it right now. I'm literally looking at the chart of it. Mm -hmm. This is crazy. Like, this goes all the way down to where it's even being like the actual building is geolocated or they have the, like this, Oh no, they crazy. have the, the
1: buildings location. This guy straight up wow. dimed Russia
0: out. I'm looking at it. Actually, June, 2021, the building was being built by October 5th. They had poured concrete or excuse me that 21. They were doing a uh, dirt work 21. They were doing concrete. And now by 2023, it's a full on building mm-hmm. and you can see the AC units on top. And the, I can't look, they even have the floor plans, the actual floor plans, of the this is it's the crazy. facility dude you got to put this on the screen this is cr- i can't believe this oh, is actually well. there it's showing like where the fiber that's being built the nose is being built the resins being mixed the fuel the fuel assembly thing the machinery areas the forming areas this is nuts yeah it's insane <laughs> absolutely the amount of information this guy gave up is absolutely wow. insane yeah that's crazy you No, know i so i was sc- i was scrolling through just trying to find random stuff this morning that popped up and i was like wow that's that's interesting i'm gonna dive into that later Six thousand attack drones yeah, they're they wanting to do. Um, I didn't I didn't read the whole article clearly because it's like eighteen fucking pages. I don't have the time to do that. But I'm talking about uh, using Texas Instruments was one of the tech they were using. Jesus. <laughs> like, um, Jesus. Yeah, I mean, well, anything's.
1: I guess I'd want to say anything is an improvement on Iran, but Iran, yeah, yeah. it's Iran's actually got a lot more capabilities than a lot of people realize. It was, I want to say, it was like five, five or ten years ago, we had a reconnaissance drone that was flying over Iran. Not now. What the U.S. government said about this drone was that it was flying out of Afghanistan, like out of bagram and it just kind of like lost satellite communication, and it just started. It randomly flew over Iran. <laughs> And that it crashed inside of Iran. Then Iran released photographs of this drone in its entirety, like complete. Clearly, hadn't crash landed. So it's an easy assumption that Iran had hacked into that drone and landed it inside of Iran. Say, hacked inside of her drone, took command of it, and had it land inside of Iran. I don't know if you know. Like, do you know that when drones lose, like when they lose communications with its base, it's supposed to turn around and land back where it came from? Obviously, because we don't want to lose our technology. So the U.S. is. Statement on that was pretty stupid. Like, oh, we just lost contact with it and just decided to fly over. I ran like my ass. Anyways,
0: well, in a starting description, the UN food chief actually warned the world with the words knocking on famine's door. He called what we're, we're facing a, a perfect storm of a perfect storm. For one, he's not really alone. Barron's published uh, that a food shortage could be coming. Even inside the U.S. now, farmer it too, John Boyd Jr., a fourth-generation farmer, told Fox News that we're going to see any or excuse me, empty food shelves in the coming months. That's why we're getting survival food is more important now than like forever. Like you mm-hmm. need to have survival food. Facts. Create your own stockpile of the best-selling 4Patriots Survival Food Kits. It's not your ordinary food. We're talking good for 25 years. Super survival food. Hand-packed in a family-owned facility in the United States of America and giving jobs to over 200 Americans. They have different delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinner. You guys can actually make these meals in less than 20 minutes. Just add boiling water, simmer, and serve. It's that easy. And right now, for the next couple days, you guys will actually uh, get, as the listeners of this podcast speak the truth, 10% off your first order at 4Patriots.com by using code rob it's just the number four patriots.com use code rob get 10 percent off check them out guys stock up if you need to you're gonna need to go to four patriots.com use code rob so you start your stockpile today i did find that image i was talking about by the way which one you sure you know the one where it's like they were for readers contracts oh yeah, yeah the russian it's called the COE russia i don't know which one this is they, they had like so many different uh embassies that they this one's a european embassy this ones it's really ironic, like they showed this. Do you see this? Mm-hmm. Yep. So we're gonna, I'm going to go put this on the screen for you guys. It shows like a before and after at Mariupol. And it's like, oh, my God, before and after. And it's like literally destroyed. And, and then at the very bottom, it says to add some context here, before this image was actually taken and after was after the Russian forces surrounded and bombed Mariupol. Literally, they got, they got community noted on Twitter. The Russians did. So,
1: no. you know why that one probably came out it was from the uh, propaganda video that Russia put out of Mariupol that showed it like being rebuilt and looking all nice. It's like I they rebuilt like yeah, it's like Honestly, they rebuilt same, like same one block and did a drive by. Oh, okay. No, they yeah, it was crap.
0: Well, I just thought for some reason I thought you said colon block." Wow, I haven't heard that in a long time.
1: That's a Afghan village. <laughs>
0: I don't even know why that just. Gave, I thought you said colon block." No, that's, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's a PTSD moment. Yeah. Right <laughs> that was really weird. <laughs> Block. that was a terrible place. Yeah. All
1: right, so we're going to jump to the map over on Ukraine. We're going to start off up in the northeast outside of uh, Kupiansk. So here we are. We're on the ISW map. Uh, you're currently overlooking Kupiansk right now. And we're going to go ahead and zoom in and show you kind of uh, what's been taking place out there. Right now, not so much. Looking at the screen right now, right here, this yellow zone that I'm currently tracing out. This whole yellow area right up over here. This is the main Russian assault that took place. And this blue area is currently denoting the Ukrainians and their offensive in order to stop. Now, it's been reported that Russia has been attempting to push down into Kupiansk out of this area, but so far been unsuccessful due to the Ukrainians jumping in and stopping them. If we zoom out a little bit and we start going down, we can start seeing like a couple little areas where Russia has claimed to hold some terrain, but we're going to scroll all the way down to Bakhmut and show you kind of what's going on down um, in that area. So when we get in there, as you can see, um as far as Klashivka is concerned, they Ukrainians have made a push into Klishivka and it looks like they're almost to the Russian fortified positions outside of it. Now, all of this stuff, all these red triangles and whatnot, that's way, way out over behind. But this is this red line that I'm currently tracing with this cursor, that is Russia's um forward positions, but they're currently holding on to and they're 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 currently being kind of like pushed at Klishivka. I've seen a couple different videos of the Russian or I'm sorry, of the Ukrainian forces Pushing and clearing out buildings inside of Kleshivka. It looks like Russia is launching a tiny little counterattack um, over on the outskirts just due west of Bakhmut, but so far haven't been able to uh, take very much, if any, terrain. Now, here's the interesting part um, what's actually taking place just south of Bakhmut. So, for those of you that know, Horlivka uh, has been under Russian control for uh, quite some time um, since, I don't know, like pre invasion time. Okay, so this black line is going to denote. The current Russian controlled territory and what we're actually seeing just south of Horlivka, right here in this blue area. Let me pull it up over the center of the screen. And this blue area is part of the Ukrainian counteroffensive where they have pushed back and they're starting to push back harder and they're about to actually reach Russian lines outside of Horlivka. Now, if we were to take this and look at it as a whole and I'm going to do a little bit of speculation here. So I've got Bakhmut up in the center of the screen, and you can see uh, this area here and this area here where Ukraine has been launching its counteroffensive um, around Bakhmut, and what they're attempting to do is go ahead and uh, isolate the city itself and probably just start squeezing the Russians out of it. Well, this same thing that they're doing in Bakhmut over here in um, in uh, Kleshivka, where they're pushing over to cut off this highway, also works with them... Going into Horlivka. And if we can look down to the south, um, it looks like Ukrainians are starting to push in and go reach that line. So, this offensive that's taking place in Kleshivka is probably also necessary for them to move in and take Horlivka as well. So, we've got Ukrainians pushing in the south of Horlivka, to the north of Horlivka, which is also south of Bakhmut, which allows them to cut off those two cities dang near simultaneously. So if Ukraine is successful, it looks like they might have two major cities, one of which has been under Russian control for a very long time. It looks like if Ukraine is able to push in, they can cut off uh, Horlivka as well as Bakhmut, hopefully in the same amount of time, squeezing them off and, and causing them to divert more supplies, which will allow them to take over these cities. If we zoom out a little bit and we start going and scrolling further south, and we start going further and further south, we're going to eventually come across the Zaporizhian front, and we're going to zoom in on the area of Staromorsk. and what Rob touched on yesterday. As we can see, that village of Orzan has not, uh, basically there's been uh, no further movement south from there. It looks like that whole area is kind of stalled out down along that line. So no real movement to report over in the uh, Zaporizhia area on that Zaporizhian front, but it looks like they have essentially reached Russia's main line of defense out there, and hopefully they'll be able to break through that sometime in the near future. Now let's get to probably what you are the most concerned about, which is going to be the Robotnik area, and let's go down and take a look at that. Now, zoomed out, I want you guys to keep in perspective what's actually happening. So we're going to get really excited, and we're going to say, hey, Robotnik is about to get liberated, all right? Like Russia, it's reports of Russia's getting kicked out, and Robotnik is about to get liberated. But I want you to start taking a look at all these Russian defense lines that they have in front before they can even get on Tokmok. Now, some of the locations, Robotny itself, like I said yesterday, I think it's like one click by two clicks or one kilometer by two kilometers, so two kilometers tall, one kilometer wide, but it's also some of the highest ground in that area, and from that area, they're actually able to look down and see Tokmok. Now, Talkmok is about uh, 20 kilometers away from Robotny, so it's quite a uh, distance away, but when they get the drones up in the air, they're actually able to look down at Talkmok. So they're within eyesight once they take Robotny of Tokmok, which is pretty cool. Now, let's talk about what's actually happening over in Robotny because it has been on fire the last 24 hours. Ukraine has literally thrown the kitchen sink at Robotny. They have called in the reserves. The 82nd Brigade is on the ground and currently pushing out into the east. So the 82nd Brigade came in and started pushing out to the east. Now, that area that I was talking about where the Ukrainians had gone and had a couple of their armored vehicles destroyed was right down over here by this Russian line, where these two little red triangles are at. That is the general vicinity of where that took place. At the same time, however... That about oh, I'm sorry not at the same time about I don't know 24 hours later now we were getting reports from this area of Russian uh, armored vehicles being destroyed so the 82nd brigade it looks like has been very successful and I almost say it pushing further where this this yellow lines at I think they're actually a little bit further south down towards this red line here of where they've been able to push through. Obviously, it's heavily contested. Like I said, Russia itself is in kind of a state of panic. There's reports of the Russian troops leaving the area and running away, but there's also reports of uh, reserve troops from Russia being called in to go help, um, I guess, try to stop the Ukrainian assault on the city of Robotny. Now, when we look inside of it and we go at it, Ukraine so far has pushed about 50% of the way in through the city Is they kind of like current frontline trace. And I guess city is not the right word. I guess village would be more right. So they're about 50% of the way into the village of Robotny. They started off up here in the north and this was the first foothold that they took and they began pushing down into the village itself. And and they they made about a 50% gain through the whole entire village. So even as we're making this video, it might be that the city is already, the village has already been liberated, but it's hard to tell with everything that's going on in the ground. Now, there is so much reporting on this area. I'm going to go ahead and back out of this map, and I'm going to pull these videos up for you guys.
0: Well, you guys want to know something? There's no quick fix for anxiety. I'm going to tell you guys that right now, and the same with depression. It's just, it's just not a quick fix. It's not like finding a new therapist and starting a new exercise routine. It's not more regular meditation or a better diet. Sometimes you guys need something to unlock your brain, like a new way of thinking about and seeing the world. Maybe that thing is guided ketamine therapy from mind bloom but there's like a new tool to improve your mental health guys it's at home ketamine therapy mind bloom is the leader in at home ketamine therapy having safely helped thousands of people overcome their anxiety and depression unlike traditional talk therapy ketamine works quickly and does not have an unpleasant side effect of traditional antidepressants in a study of over 1200 mind bloom clients 89 percent reported improvements in their anxiety and depression in only two sessions So right now, you guys can check them out. Mindbloom is offering our listeners $100 off your first six-session program when you guys sign up at mindbloom.com forward slash rob100 and use promo code rob100. That's going to be linked at the very top of the description. It's mindbloom.com forward slash rob100 and use promo code rob100 to save $100 off your first six sessions when you guys sign up. Go check them out. Hey, take the first steps back inside of your life. Break free from your anxiety and depression with mindbloom. mindbloom.com forward slash rob100 to use promo code rob100. Now, we do have some footage we're going to share with you guys out of Robotyne, um, which is um, it's, it's put together by him himself, Mr. Tardio, that's sitting right next to me. And uh, I've only seen a couple of these clips. I will say that one of them we're talking about is that casualty collection point, which you guys will see here, I don't know, halfway through it or something like that. But yeah, it's, it's very apparent that they know what's going on.
1: Yeah, I started it off with all the uh, assault videos um, that were kind of taking place in and around uh, Robotyne. Yeah. So all the assault videos followed by Kazabak and then uh, we'll talk about the Russian clip, but we won't show it because it's just covered, like the yeah, Russians yeah, are just yeah. tore up. Yeah, yeah, That's so, at the very end of it. Yeah. So let's go ahead and open it up, man. Let's show these folks what we got. Start. First video that you're going to see is a, a Brad, and they've got, you know, those smoke canisters that were on them that we never used? Yeah. Yeah. That's what they do. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> are they too expensive to shoot for no reason? Yeah. I mean, one random tracer, right? that's all it goes to do. Right. tell you guys what you don't want touching your skin is that stuff that's coming out of there right now. No,
1: absolutely not.
0: Absolutely not. This is the, okay, so right
1: this, is, this is their night assault going into the building that have taken place within the last 40 hours easily.
0: Now we're... These are the newer guys that got called in. It's always crazy. I don't know why they stick music to it. They don't need to. Don't stick music to your combat footage. We don't need to see it. No. We want to hear what's going on. I don't know why do Ukrainians think that, that it's necessary to put stupid music to it. No, like, yeah, just, just, just listen to the fight.
1: What's wild is that this guy was literally out there shooting a couple days prior. It was like, I got to upload this shit.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? And
1: like uploads yeah. it and then like downloads music to put to it.
0: So like, this is going to be cool. Boys at home are going to love it. Brad's?
1: Yeah. yeah, so this video is from a couple days ago. They got all sorts of Bradleys down there right now. This video is from a couple days ago when they were originally probing Robotnia. And it's uh, this Brad's about to get struck with a Russian tank round, uh, right up on that front left panel if you will
0: this is kind of crazy so this is another tank to, or another brad excuse me just came rolling through this area
1: mm-hmm. yeah there's tons of them but and so I, I believe this would be on like the outskirts out toward the east
0: okay so this this area i would assume is there trenches through here oh no it's anti-tank mine is that a mine
1: they the description of the video said they got hit by a russian tank ground not an anti-tank okay. mine
0: okay well Either way, it, it soaked it up pretty good. Did they have a reactive armor on that
1: thing? Yeah, that really one. No. So this is the Ukrainian SF guys. Apparently.
0: Come on! I mean, look at the video. Look at them having a blast, shooting 40 mic mics everywhere. Russian like 40 mic, mic in every direction. These are the Chechens. Yeah. So, how I said,
1: Chechens were reported. This is one of the videos that claimed that these were Chechens that got called in and were operating
0: yeah. the we Please. Look at the difference between like the Ukrainian SF guys and the Chechens. Look quick, like look. Look at the fighting
1: style. Oh, the Chechens are just mass chaos. They're just like Chechens are just mass chaos.
0: I never really understood why they think saying God is great is is gonna like help, them, gonna help them out. I never it's, understood.
1: It's that. not. This is a kh K-52 that got shot down um, outside Rabotne. This one got shot down yesterday and. There's another cage 52 that got shut down um, in Bakhmut as well. Where's that?
0: I don't know. Wait it's flying it, still. Wait for it. Oh, there it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. flying somewhere. So
1: there's lots of videos that you can go pull off right now. With this. Just, yeah, that's a big win. Some of Russia's premier assault helicopters get shot at the sky. Now, this Brad, if you paid attention um, earlier in that uh, video where the guy was shooting his AR, if you look at all the brush and stuff that was around it and look at the top of that Brad, this is a Kazabak, obviously, taking place on the ground um, outside the battle. But if you looked at all that veg on top of that Brad, that's not for camouflage. That's probably... Been ripped off trees from them, them driving through. You know, I mean, been,
0: why would they camouflage br- unless it's just sitting in one static? Like yeah, if it's stagnant,
1: be. sit inside the trees, maybe. Yeah. You know, maybe they were hiding from rushes beforehand, but I would bet that they were punching through some tree lines and ended up picking a bunch of vegetation. There was a camo net on that side of that vehicle though, so maybe that's what they were going for. But maybe. I
0: don't know. I, I doubt it. What's going on here, Sandy? Yeah, back? this is
1: another Kazavak point on the outskirts of the town. Um, and it, what it looked like to me was that they're, they had multiple casback points in and around the city that are set up, and they're throwing them on these brads to evac them back to this other place and pull them off their main CCP. And now the 82nd Brigade that these videos are probably from is supposed to be one of the best equipped and best trained um, from NATO forces. So they have like all the NATO equipment, they've got like some of the best training and everything else that they're, they're thrown in there. And I think their training's actually coming through pretty good, because they're... It's very apparent that they're, they're well, well-coordinated, like, well-coordinated in everything that they do, which is kind of a breath of fresh air from some of the videos that we're used to seeing.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, if they're throwing these men down there against the Chesnians, which I'm not entirely sure the Chesnians were on the Ukrainian side, but they look like they were wearing Russian uniforms to me, to be honest with you. But, and it looked like some Russian tactics.
1: I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not sure. They look
0: like they were in Russian uniforms. So I, I think they were on that side. I think. This is that that, that CCB we were talking about. Yeah. Okay. Orderly chaos.
1: It's exactly what it is, but I mean they're doing a good job helping each other out.
0: You see you all see the vehicles yeah. flying
1: by, and then oh, yeah. there's a the video that we're not showing. Okay.
0: You can go and just pause. Yeah, there, we're yeah. just going to go ahead
1: and stop that. So that video that we can't show is uh, it's four Russians inside of a vehicle, and every single one of them is wounded, and they're clearly fleeing the area, trying to get back to to medical help. And so there's lots of reports of Russians that are fleeing out of Rabonia and, like, heading south. And, oh, and
0: yeah, I mean, they're getting their cheeks clapped up in the north. They have nowhere else to go but south at this point.
1: Well, what did we say? The 82nd was 2,000 troops, Yeah, 80 Bradleys. Um, the Challenger 2s are in there as well. There's There's all sorts of armor that's just being thrown at that tiny little village, you know? of, what, yeah. a couple couple square kilometers. It was like, That's yeah, one
0: by two or two by one. I can't remember. It was like one two wide and one long or something. It wasn't very big. No, very it's
1: it's not very big at all, but the advancements that they're making down into the southeast, I think, are huge, and that village is about to be cut off. So I don't think anybody's going to be able to flee that village anytime soon. So if anybody's running, either A, they've already taken the village over, because I am starting to I am starting to see reports that Robotnia has been um, completely and totally liberated as of now. This is, what, 11 o'clock in the morning that we're filming this video on August 17th?
0: You think it's been... No, a, no, I'm not saying oh, I think it has. I'm oh, saying I that think it has it. there's I there's that.
1: there's a couple of reports on Telegram that are popping up that are saying mm, that it's Telegram. been completely and totally liberated. But to our best estimate right now of where we've been able to like geotag some stuff is about 50% of the way through the town. So Ukraine forces have pushed 50% of the way into the town and they're all the way down on the southeastern. Like if you go to the southern edge of Robotnik, two miles east, they've pushed that far south.
0: That's, no, I, mean, I think... That's the area, so the just north, there's the area that that guy, remember I said yesterday, he claims that that's where they're going to be pushing a lot of the Abrams through. And that's mm-hmm. one, But that's also a massive open field. So right.
1: It's a big open area. And I'm going to pull the map back up real quick because I want to show these guys, guys and gals that are listening something. So there's a lot of talk about um, Tokmok and them pushing down to Tokmok. And as I was saying, when, you know, is one of the, highest elevated locations in that area and when yeah. they're, they're they're putting up drones now they could actually it's well, not look.
0: saying a whole bunch no
1: probably. it's not it's a lot of flatland yeah. but they're able to look down on mock now like once they take robotny they can they have line of sight down to Tokmok, which is kind of cool even though it's over 20 kilometers away obviously mm-hmm. they have to go you know send them up in the, the air a little bit but they have um views of mock from there all right so i am opening up the map here for everybody and what I want to point out, all right, and I noticed it when I was looking through the deep state map, and then I pulled up the ISW map just to kind of confirm it, but it was very interesting with how these Russian lines are laying out on the backside of Robotny. so to bring everybody up to par, so here's Rabotnya, all right, where it's at, or Robotine, as Rob likes to call it the armor has advanced down to what i believe is this line right here this red line where i'm dragging that cursor over and then this map is pretty much up to date with about 50 percent assessed under ukrainian control currently and they'll probably end up pushing all the way through the village by the end of the night but they do have um the russians do have fortifications down south that's not what i want to talk about right now what i want to talk about um, let me zoom out of here for a sec so we can see tokmak down here which is about 20 20 kilometers south, but there's this village over here off to the side. And as you can see, out of all the villages in the area, this one is like well surrounded, right? Like the reinforcements around there, the Russian defensive perimeter is well surrounded, but they did another thing to it that I also found interesting. So, Russians looking at this, assuming that Robotnya would be one of the first villages to fall in that area where Ukraine would assault, they actually put an extra layer of defense in right here. Before you're able to reach this village, and I can't even pronounce this name. Um, somebody in the somebody in the comment section is going to have to help me out here. Uh, it's such a pain in the butt. I, I have no idea. I don't even, it's, really, it's, I don't even it's, want to try it's, it. But it's mediocrily surrounded. But yeah, that village is mediocrely surrounded. But the interesting part is the extra layers of defense yeah. that are pushed through, and those armor brigades, or that that armor brigade that's like now pushing due south, is it, if they don't like make a, a right hand hook and, and come towards this village they might be heading down to this village right over here. So I think one of the shaping operations before they even get to talk is going to have to be taking this village out right here. I think they're going to have to take it out. Which means they're going to they push go a
0: lot of artillery pieces into this area. But I think artillery is going to still be, they take uh, robotine
1: mm-hmm.
0: push through either. And they, they start heading
1: down this highway South right here, which leads them through another village, which either, is going to be a problem. That's
0: what I'm saying. What, what if the Russians are really retreating like, really heavily and then they stay on their hills like they did six or seven or eight months ago up north Mm -hmm. and they just keep pushing until they hit like an actual real firm line like they did and they just stopped Mm -hmm. like what if one of these ones right here what what are those lines that we're looking at no one really knows how thick those lines are how well those lines are defended because how much of those men on those lines have had to been shifted up to the front like the main front line to actually hold it yeah. And then, but then if they're doing that, then they're going to have to shift men from Tokmak up to those other lines to replace. It just mm-hmm. has to be that, you know, the, the stacking layers effect.
1: Well, I'm curious is with the additional troops that are in there. And those videos that we just watched, there's a lot of wounded Ukrainians getting yeah. pulled out of there, which is to be expected. Now, that, when you look at the amount of, like, defensives that they had to break through, not that much. Robotnia is a small town. We watched that video yesterday of the the Russians in there and the type of equipment that they have, like, up on the perimeter. But how deep that goes I'm wondering if Ukraine, and I'm not saying this to to crap on Ukraine, but I'm wondering if Ukraine actually has the ability to continue this push all the way down to Tokmok before they become combat ineffective. Mm,
0: That's a good question. From what I've seen in the past, probably not. But I also don't know how much men they have sitting in the reserves just chilling, waiting to replenish. That's the thing. I, I don't know. Right now we know they put their best men up front or one of the strongest units up front to penetrate you have to i mean busting through the pen they like, got the, they, they, they what they did
1: was they got they got their foothold outside of robotnia and they they started testing it and then they called in the 82nd they punched and punched and that they're saying, hooking down and in, down they, into the east
0: i'm saying if they, if they punched enough to kind of if you go back to what the nazis did in world war ii they would punch through and then they would just funnel like mm-hmm. i'm talking funnel men have you ever seen the image of this happening? It's a crazy. Yeah. It's like a cartoon image of it, uh, ship, no, but it like funnels like this, and then it just you see the flow of men that just come through. It was insane back then.
1: So I want to congratulate you because the entire last video, you didn't mention World War II once.
0: I, I didn't. You almost uh, made it through this
1: one, almost, almost, oh, almost. Man. I think the issue with this one, what, what's going <laughs> to? I'm not shit on you. I just think it's funny <laughs> to call. But I love it. Like. I think the issue that they're going to have if they do that and, and they just kind of do that straight dart yeah. down down into Tokmak is they've got what appears to be a lot of Russians that are going to be behind them. So how much of their forces are going to have to be, like, as they start pushing down, because they're going to they're going to want to that again. ground line of communication on the way down, right? So as they start doing that, and if they don't start clearing out some of these bigger areas along the way, plus, in addition, they're going to have to drop off troops to hold that terrain as they go down, yeah. right? Yeah. It's, it's not as simple as just committing all your forces and forgetting it, because then they get enveloped themselves. So they're going to need a ground line of communication on the way down, and they're going to need to secure it, and they're going to have all these villages and skirmishes along the way as they go. Add in attrition rates on top of that. I don't know if they have enough troops to actually push down right now and t- and fully take that city.
0: Does yeah. that kind of make sense? No, I, I don't. I don't. I don't believe you're incorrect. I mean, I, I really don't think you're incorrect at all. I don't. I don't know if they have enough troops to envelop the entire area. To be honest with you, I have no idea.
1: Right now, this isn't this isn't the entirety of their reserves. No, right. This isn't. And if they commit more, let's say they they take the eighty second, they go down, they continue to push, and they hold a corridor and they allow a fresh unit to come in and go start taking more terrain. I think they're going to be 10 times more successful because those troops that are that are fighting in in, in right now, the them suckers are going to be tired.
0: Well, okay, here's I got a good thing for you. I think they could take Talkmok within 2 months. Down to mock, not take the city itself. I think Talkmok won't be taken to be completely honest with you guys, unless they have like some crazy amount of reinforcements and troops and stuff I don't know about. I don't think Talkmok would even be Taken until like next spring type time because I, I just look I look at that place as like another bachmut type type situation. It is. It could possibly be that kind of deal just because the amount of fortification that you can possibly like around the city itself. I don't know, or I could be completely 100 percent incorrect, and the Russians absolutely give up on this and shift their men over to the to the to the, the more eastern side and say, you know what, we're going to hold this line because we want to hold Mariupol. I have no idea. Or Berdyansk, they can't lose Berdyansk because it's the port that's there.
1: They they can't lose any of it. To be perfectly so. honest with you, like Russia Russia needs to hold on. I mean, they can lose it. You know what I mean? But they're not going to want to. Yeah. And I and I think they're with the amount of troops that Ukraine is throwing at this front. Right what, here.
0: What's, what's just, what's just see, wait to see how the what the attrition rate literally looks like on the Russian side to, to make any judgment call. I don't, I don't know. I feel like I, I just threw something out there that may not even be relatively close to being true. I just I don't think that I don't think Talkmok is a is a thing by winter time. To be completely honest with you guys, at the current pace,
1: I, I don't think so. At the current pace, absolutely not. I don't think so. At the current pace, no. Because I mean, there's that's, still that's so much 20, land. You're talking about 20 kilometers, land. a lot of open terrain, yeah. and a lot of those. Russia Russia's going to be smart. And they're going to start using a lot of those drones to start targeting all that armor that's coming in. And so the question is, is do you want infantry troops moving before the armor or armor moving before the infantry troops across the open area? Because if they, if they send armor through that open area, it's going to get easily targeted. I it's going to I get picked I, up by drones. It's going to start getting hammered by arty. It's going to just start getting destroyed.
0: I don't want to be a part of that situation. Right. I would never want to be. that one. That one just sounds miserable. I'm right. out on that. Like I <laughs> oh boys, you guys get back at it. I'm yeah. not I don't want to do that at But all. the
1: amount of open terrain that they're gonna to have to cross to get to some of this stuff and the amount like the amount of highway they need to cover twenty kilometers to get down there.
0: Yeah.
1: That's a lot of that's a lot of attrition that's gonna take place prior to them getting there. It's a lot of terrain that's gonna be held as well. So the question is does Ukraine have the manpower to hold that terrain, hold the ground line of communication in order to get down to Tokmok?
0: I don't guess we'll wait to see. Well Anything else for the folks at home? No, sir. All right. Well, I hope, I hope you guys enjoy it. We'll be back tomorrow with another episode where I guess we're back to chugging along. When the Ukraine chugs along, we chug along. All right, guys. Chugga, I'll chugga, guys. chugga, chugga. We're out.
1: we out.